So, Mike, yesterday lunchtime, you sent me a picture of a cup of coffee. Captioned, bulletproof coffee. And my response was, let me know how you feel in two hours' time. But something else happened which you didn't tell me. Well, I finished the cup, and then the waiter came over and said, Oh, would you like another one? And I said, Yes. And then they brought me another one. And how did you feel after two hours? Did you feel fine straight away? Yeah, I mean, I felt totally fine. I didn't really feel any different after the first one or the second one. Or so I thought. The whole point of bulletproof coffee is it extends the. What is it meant to do? It, it prolongs the effect of the coffee. Is it? Where, where did you even get this two-hour number from? Oh, no, that was arbitrary. I, that's, I just wanted to know how you felt afterwards, after some... I thought you would peak at some point around then, I guess. I thought it was just, like, keto coffee. I thought it was just, like, supposed to be coffee with good fats, or just, like, lots of fats in it. I don't know. Actually, to be honest, technically, this wasn't bulletproof coffee either. This was butter-coconut coffee. But that is basically bulletproof coffee, as far as I can tell. So no difference after two hours, right? Well, I think I may have won Cards Against Humanity. You know, we were playing Cards Against Humanity. Maybe I was funnier than usual. I don't know. Or maybe I was just my normal grade of funny and I still won. <laughs> no, the real problem came at midnight when wait, I decided wait. I should try. But I spoke to you. At th- so we spoke. We had a long call at 10 p.m. yesterday. We had a long call at 10 p.m. to go over the show notes. And you seemed fine. You seemed like normal, Mike. You weren't tired, Mike, actually. You weren't tired. Exactly. That's the thing, you see. I wasn't tired, Mike. Originally, we weren't recording yesterday because I thought I'd be too tired. But actually, I was just fine at midnight. Yes. And and the real problem came that I was still fine at 2 (laughs) a.m. And then I finally managed to get to sleep at like half two but then i woke up again at half five and i was just like what is going on oh maybe it's the two bulletproof coffees but it doesn't end there right well yeah i managed to get back to sleep at about six thirty, according to the fitbit and i was thinking oh geez i've got to go to work in a couple of hours and then i heard my phone buzz because i got a whatsapp message and I looked at my phone and the message said, oh, are you coming in today or are you still sick? And then I realized the time was 10.30 a.m. And I had just like completely slept through. Actually, I hadn't slept through my alarm. I'd forgotten to even turn my alarm on. Whoops. So then, of course, I replied, oh, yeah, I'm still really sick. I'm just going to work from home in the morning. <laughs> Sorry, people from work listen to this podcast. I'm giving away all my secrets. Well, you, can, you can edit it as you please. It's okay. I'm sure they guessed what happened. (laughs) To be fair, I have been dragging myself into the office for the past two weeks, despite basically just like coughing my lungs up. Actually, to be doubly fair, I think all the people at work would probably have preferred me to stay at home. So I'm not just like infecting them with bronchitis. Have you wiped out the office yet? No, they're all fine. They all have youth. They all have youth on their (laughs) side. I actually think that there's like a fresh grad kind of like consultant who's joined and he had this cold first i'm pretty sure i caught it from him but like he's fine because he's like early 20s and instead it's just like completely taken me out well hopefully 
I think he'll be ill so long that it'll have mutated and you can pass it back to him. Yeah, that's right. I've just been like concocting this special version in my lungs just to go back to the office and cough everywhere. And just literally wipe him out. <laughs> so, would you have it again? Yes or no? Bulletproof coffee? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have it again. Actually, it appears to work really well. Maybe I'll just have the one next time. I, I mean, it does taste kind of weird because it was just, you know, there's butter and coconut oil in it. It's just kind of like greasy coffee. Greasy, coconutty coffee. I'm making it sound really bad. I mean, it was fine. So Michael, have again 100%. Yeah, for the next time I need to stay up until 5am. Definitely. For the game jam. For the game jam. This is a great idea. For the game jam. I'm going to order myself some bulletproof coffee. Order everyone the bulletproof coffee. Order everyone the bulletproof coffee. That's right. We're going all night, boys. Drink up. We're going to make Untitled Moose Game. It's really original. I, I came up with it just now. I can't, I can't find a tenuous link to raise a flip phone. I love that your tenuous link in this situation is to state that you can't find a tenuous link. Yeah, I can't be asked. I just can't. <laughs> Everyone can see what you're doing, Ting. You're not fooling anybody. I came across a YouTube video for the new Motorola Razr flip phone. I thought this was nonsense. I thought it was a joke. It's a real thing. Yeah, I also kind of can't believe it's real. It's like, it actually, exterior-wise, really looks like the old school, what is it, early noughties design? Yes. But when you unfold it, instead of it being a screen on the top and buttons underneath, it's literally a full-length touchscreen. And you can't see the fold. You can't see the fold. It's very well done. If you actually look at it when it's folded, it actually has this very clever kind of mechanism where the screen doesn't get, like, pinched. It kind of, like, loops around. And, the, like, the hinge mechanism is on the outside of the phone. It's, it's very smart. Oh, I see. So it never creases the, the plastic, the foldable screen. Exactly. It's not really a foldable screen so much as a curving screen. The other thing I thought was actually kind of cute about it is you can have an old school mode where it will display the same like UI and like buttons and everything as an original Razer phone. So it will, you know, the bottom half of the screen will become like the old school keypad, which I thought was kind of funny, although completely pointless. Did you have a flip phone? I've never had a flip phone. I have no nostalgia for this Razer flip phone. So this is like completely lost on me. I'm, I'm impressed by it as like an engineering feat. But I have like no particular excitement attached to it. Because when the iPhone first came out, did you think it was ugly? I think when the iPhone first came out, I was concerned that there were no physical buttons. Because at the time, I'd actually got very fast at typing on a numeric keypad, you know, the old T9 text entry. So, yeah, I kind of was a bit concerned that there were no physical buttons on an iPhone, but I didn't really think it looked ugly. It was just unusual. Although now it's completely, you know, the template for everything. It seems a bit dull. And I think that's what the Razer phone does for me. It just gives me hope that we can see something more interesting coming up. Not that I'm particularly interested in the Razer phone. You had a flip phone? 
I had a flip phone. But not a razor. No, not a razor. I think we're too old for razors. Are we too old for razors? Why would we be too old for razors? Because we would have had like the 3210 brick candy bar and then we would have just kept, we would have, you know, that was us. So the flip phones I felt came after that. Yeah, I mean, we are of the era when the pinnacle of phone fashion was the Nokia 3210. Or if you were some real expensive poser, an 8210. Exactly. You know what I mean. But, you know, we did have jobs and disposable income at the time the Razor phone was contemporary. So, you know, we could plausibly have had one. I just didn't. I don't know what, you know, I'm not an artist. So I don't know what a good looking phone looks like anymore, but it definitely isn't what we have today as iPhones. Really? It's just a slate. It's just a small slate. Yeah, what more do you want? Actually, I can tell you, I want no camera bump. Camera bumps look ridiculous. I feel like camera bumps just exist to differentiate phones. So you can go, oh, I have the new iPhone because it's got this stupid square camera bump. That's how you can know I've got the new one. Yeah, so we should get rid of the camera bump. We should get rid of the, the notch at the top. And I don't, I don't feel like it's very ergonomic. It's a slate. Sorry to disappoint you. I don't know what have to no, say. I have no idea what I want. I want something that will open up to fit my palm from a pebble. I don't know. Inf- unfolds into a hexagon. I have no <laughs> idea. Well, the razor is also from the era of phones where everyone was trying to make their phones smaller and thinner. Exactly. I, gu- I mean, I guess they're still trying to make their phones thinner, which is kind of ludicrous, but people are trying to make their phones bigger and thinner now. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Well, it sounds like we're just getting old and we just want stuff that works as it is. We don't want something fancy or stylish. That's literally the case now. Actually, that's literally the case. I have just become old and boring. I just, like, I just want it to work. It's like, I don't overclock my PC anymore. You know, I don't like to live dangerously. I don't like to squeeze out the last 5%. I'm like, run everything at stock speeds and be stable. So you're not getting this phone? No, this phone costs 1500 US dollars. That's outrageous. But what did you say about the iPhone 11 Pro? Okay, okay. I get it. Basically, this phone costs as much slash more than an iPhone 11 Pro. And I do kind of see that this phone is probably more justified charging that amount than an iPhone 11 Pro. I really feel like the iPhone 11 Pro is literally charging that much just because they can get away with it. I don't think that anything in the iPhone 11 Pro really mechanically justifies that price tag other than that it's the flagship model and they're going to charge like twice as much for it. Whereas... This Razer phone actually does have some genuinely interesting and new tech, right? Like that very clever hinge mechanism, the foldable OLED screen, etc. But I'm an iOS user and I'm not paying $1,500 for an Android phone. Talking of ugly things. No, talking of design. Talking of things that I can't believe are real and not an elaborate April Fool's prank. Welcome the Tesla Cybertruck. What the hell is this? It's a Cybertruck. It's a truck from the future or from the past. It's a truck from the 80s view of the future. Like if you were in the 70s or 80s and were like, design a truck from the year 2020, maybe this is what you'd have come up with? Maybe. Like, it's just so bizarre. It looks nothing like... It looks nothing like anything else. I mean, I guess you could argue that's the point, but it's just really strange. Like, it doesn't share any design language with any of the other Tesla vehicles, right? Like, yes. usually there's some kind of continuity in 
a brand, right? And it's like, no, here's just like some brutalist, plain steel, angular beast. That my son put together, who is five. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's like, okay, Jimmy, draw a Cybertruck. Who needs, who needs designers? Who needs curves? Yeah, it's low poly. That's the thing. It's, low, it's actually an indie truck. It's really low poly. They couldn't afford textures. <laughs> so did you see the demo? I actually watched it just before this recording. <laughs> I'd seen the news stories before, but I hadn't actually watched the video until just now. The video is also ridiculous. Like, they reveal the truck by it driving onto stage. And everyone's like, what the hell? And then they open the door and like 20 people get out of this truck. It's like a clown car. Like so many people get out of the truck. And they're all dressed again in like, you know, like an 80s conception of what cyber was. They're all wearing like black leather and like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, it's really weird. And then there is, of course, the famous test in production moment where they're like, oh, yeah, Tesla armor glass. I'm going to throw this big metal ball at it. Oh, whoops. (laughs) Okay, don't worry. That one was just a test. We're going to do it again. Oh, yeah, it broke again. (laughs) And And then Elon is like, oh, but it didn't go through. It's like, well, true. Not what he was hoping for, though. Yeah. They should have just like chrome plated a tennis ball and then be like, oh, look how strong it is. But then they would have been rumbled when a Labrador like ran onto stage and ran off with it. Given the demonstration, it still managed to generate a quarter million pre-orders. Well, it is actually quite impressive, right? It's, it's, I mean, it's very striking, right? You can't, you know, you see that, you definitely know it's a Tesla Cybertruck, right? There's, there's no mistaking that. It's like, is that a Cybertruck or is that like a Chevy, right? Like, no, that's a freaking Cybertruck. And, you know, if you're going to imitate, like, if, if China are going to copy this car, they're going to copy this car. You can't say, oh, we're not copying this car. We're 100% copying this car. You can totally tell. Yes, that's true. You know, and a quarter million pre-orders, I think it's $100 for the pre-order. Really? That's, that's, no, that's free cash flow for, the, for those guys. Yeah. No, the most crazy thing is how there is such a massive, massive demand for a truck. Here it says there is a total addressable market of 2 million trucks in the US, for the US market, in the US market. It's a very US thing, right? Like, in the US, trucks are big business. I think in Australia too, right? Aren't trucks, like, really popular? What, a ute? Have you heard of a ute? Yes. You know, people want a ute. But I feel like when you have your midlife crisis, I want you to roll up to my barbecue in a cyber truck. <laughs> when I have my midlife crisis. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone can see it. <laughs> Everyone can see it happening in real time on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. People will be able to like listen to the podcast and pinpoint the exact moment that the crisis happened. Next week, we'll be saying, Ting, you know what? I pre-ordered the cyber truck. I pre-ordered the Cybertruck and I filled it with bulletproof coffee. I may never sleep again. Well, they say there's no crash with the bulletproof coffee as well. Is that, was that true? 
I, I didn't know any of this stuff about Bulletproof Coffee. I just drank it because it looked interesting. Yeah, I was just like completely fine. I was just like completely fine all day. Yeah, there's no... And I just couldn't sleep. There's no peak and there's no trough. It's like... But then this is all the marketing for Bulletproof Coffee because it's a brand. Well, I think it kind of is true. Like, I was quite amazed that I literally just couldn't sleep. I just like... My body was just like, no, you don't need to sleep. Well, that's what we need to do. Start mixing coffee with things and... And calling it bulletproof. We've got bulletproof coffee. We can have Tesla armor glass coffee. That's the next thing, right? Armor glass coffee. Just it just doesn't work. <laughs> it's not. The armor glass blog. It's a blog of shit that doesn't work. Oh dear. Sorry, Elon. <laughs> Sorry. You know, at least we would go viral because Elon will be on our case immediately yeah you're right elon will be absolutely slating us you can bet his twitter is going to be on fire those armor glass bloggers they're, shit, they're shit. i bet they're people something 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 <laughs>